0: Hey, you're drinking house coffee. Unfiltered conversations brewed out the intersection of real estate life and coffee shop service.
1: We're Maggie and Rich, local business owners and friends, sharing stories and welcoming you to pull up a chair with us. The doors always open.
0: Let us pour you a cup. Hello, friends. Welcome, Welcome back. Welcome back. Jinx. <laughs> to uh what is it episode 37 of season two episode 37 in total
1: if you've been counting total numbers
0: yeah we're excited to be back today Mm -hmm. hot on the heels of eclectic grandpa yeah (laughs) (laughs) um today that was fun yeah yeah hey what have you been listening to
1: hey i'm glad you asked so there's this song um you know do you ever like Listen to a lyric, and you're like, I feel called out. Sure. You know? So there's this lyric. depends on
0: what the song is trying to do, but sure, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll tell you the name of the artist and everything, but the lyric, I'll tell you first, is you could give an aspirin the headache of its life. Wow. And I'm just like, yeah, that is that's me
0: Makes you think this
1: week <laughs> it does um the song is called Turn by the wombats and um, it's nice. just a really good song
0: is the whole nature of the, is the song in general like kind yeah of, uh,
1: yeah the chorus skating. goes I like the way your brain works huh. and it's just it, it's just a song about like thoughts and and stuff and cool it's like wow yeah that is. That's definitely me this week. So if you haven't heard it, you should just listen to it.
0: I'll have to check it out. Long week.
1: Long week. Happy Friday.
0: Yeah, thanks. Yeah, you too.
1: What about you? you? What have you been listening to?
0: Well, something I heard, something I found myself uh, listening to lately, kind of revisit. I forgot this guy existed. And actually, I was curious to know if you knew about him. Matt Diavella. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of him? Oh, yeah. Minimalist.
1: Love YouTube videos.
0: I wondered. I was like, huh, I wonder if Maggie knows this guy. I do. Yeah. So he was, the reason I know. He's into,
1: like, an Atomic Habits style of life. Yeah. Minimalism. minimalism. That
0: resonates. That sounds right.
1: His videos are super
0: creative. Yeah. So he doesn't put out a lot these days Mm because he's got a kid Mm -hmm. and a family doing all kinds of stuff. He's like, he's living the minimalist life. Right. Mm -hmm. And also it was interesting because I did watch a few of the more recent videos and he was talking about how he, he basically got burnt out on the whole process because what happened was he got super popular and then he hired a bunch of staff. He hired a team and then it was basically became less doing what he enjoyed doing and doing it the way he enjoyed doing it to becoming like pressure to perform, Mm -hmm. pressure to out these things, he wasn't in control, full control of the creative process anymore because he was managing people more than like doing the editing. And Mm -hmm. he was talking about, you know, editing is the tedious part that you hire people to do. But then he was like, but actually the editing was the part I enjoyed that made it where I could really feel like I was putting myself into it. And so, you know, he fired the staff and stepped back from things. And uh, some of his more recent videos, too, are like more feature his wife more. Mm. But it just reminded me of like oh, this minimalist thing, and it uh, just made me think of you because of how I felt like it resonated with where you yeah come from. So
1: yeah, I I dig his videos. That's the
0: dude. Yeah. Um, the reason I even know about him in the first place is maybe I would have found him by now just being in being on YouTube. But um, Cat and Cloud podcast I reference frequently. Chris Baca and Matt were our pals.
1: Of course.
0: So they've been on each other's pod. They had been on each other's that podcast. Makes there's probably, so I'm much pretty sense. sure there's a, if there's not a, a Cat and Cloud episode with Matt on it, then there's a Chris Baca, real Chris Baca YouTube video with Matt in it.
1: That makes sense. So uh, sense. Either way, because
0: Chris for a long time had his own kind of mm-hmm. YouTube channel. And that's probably where they connected in that YouTube space. And just minimalism, sharing those values and things like that. Chris is kind of, Chris is kind of in that zone as well. So, um, yeah. So uh, I don't know, even know how I got onto that, but I just I found it recently. and Maybe it was on. I think it was a suggested his, video on okay. YouTube after uh, watching something else.
1: His like, oh his yeah, t- video titles are like a tiny bit clickbaity, right, right, right. But they're like actually like worth watching. Sure. So and he, that's smart. He's building he the business. That's series what you gotta of do. Like. I tried cold showers for thirty days. Yeah. I tried Saw waking up at four a.m. for thirty days. Yeah, I exactly. Tried, I watched both of those. Um, all these like something like with coffee, he tried for thirty days. He does all these right. Um, videos. Right. So it was the
0: coffee. It was, and that was a little bit more where the crossover was too. He was mm-hmm. kind of into that specialty coffee space for uh, for a minute mm-hmm. several so years ago.
1: Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, he's.
0: So, yeah, um, I heard that recently, and then I, I really thought like you his, wanted to hear your thoughts.
1: His stuff, and he always has, like, good, um, they're entertaining. They're these, they're, like, they're very informative, but entertaining in mm-hmm. a way. Like, the way he, he's sort of semi-acts in in them. Like, yeah. he'll, he'll have, like, a sit-down, but then he'll do these, like, this B-roll that's, like, really funny.
0: Yeah. Which, there's a lot of talent in that. That's, yeah. And that's, that's why he has, you mm-hmm. know, the viewership that he has. Sure. Yeah. Cool. B-roll is so easy to take for granted. But like mm-hmm. the best video, if you if you pay attention to yes. the best videos, there's so much like B-roll happening. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I'm not good at B-roll.
1: <laughs> I'm great at B-roll.
0: That's why I make zero videos.
1: I take a <laughs> My lot story of B-roll social videos. Media
0: has Uh in on non existent real content.
1: I've been trying to take more videos of myself staging mm-hmm. because it's it's pretty difficult to stop what you're doing, set up the camera and right. like do what you're doing. But I know it will be helpful mm-hmm. in in the grand scheme of things. So in a house I just staged recently, which and this episode is about you today. <laughs> we'll so I'm not something. gonna like I'm not going uh, anywhere. Take like take it over. But in the house I just staged recently was over 4500 square feet it was the largest house I've ever staged
0: that's intense
1: it was a huge house it was but it was so much fun and um I have a new team member so I want to give a shout out to Kristen who is on my team now so me and Joe and Kristen <laughs> are now part of the Welcome home Co team that's awesome or the welcome home team
0: the welcome home Co
1: The Welcome Home Co. Exactly. Yeah. But Kristen is joined in more of a real estate role. She will be working. She has a real estate license Mm -hmm. and she is going to take on some of the buyer's agent responsibilities so that it can free up my time a little bit more to focus on listing houses and the staging part of my business.
0: That's cool. So, yeah. So you you work for a a firm.
1: Um, I am, I am a contract. Uh, so like, I guess I, I have my license with a firm, but I'm, I'm not employed by a firm. But well, are there people what,
0: who do your job who are employed by a firm? No. Every, so everyone would be, everyone
1: a who's a real estate independent. agent is an independent contractor.
0: Okay. So you're engaged with this firm, but now you have your own team yes. of people helping you do the work that you do. Yes. For I'm still
1: at Gabler Realty. Right. But I'm now like the welcome home team at Gabler Realty.
0: Cool. Yeah. Just so that people can understand. Yes, cause...
1: just so that it's easier to understand. Sick.
0: So, Congrats.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been real welcome fun. Welcome, Kristen. Yeah.
0: Does she listen to the podcast? I don't know. She, she better start. She better All start. Right? Kristen? Gosh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sometimes Joe listens, and he like will text me, yeah. and he'll get like he'll, like he'll get a kick out of what we've said. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: that's fun. I know I get those texts sometimes too from Palace.
1: Yeah. So today's um episode, on the menu, it's the manifesto.
0: On the menu, dude. Yeah, fresh off of listening to. The last episode yeah. we did where it was, you know, coffee yes. focused and we had TJ in the studio with us, which uh, shout out to him for making that work. Yeah, Doing man. the three-way audio is uh, it's a little gnarly. Yeah. So um, if you notice that we uh, we missed a week in the mix there, That's yeah. we had some audio issues, but we figured um, yeah we're getting back into the swing of things with us season two. So thanks for looking yeah. out for that and uh, hopefully finding it. And so we talked coffee. Yeah. We went back and forth. We had a healthy we had great dialogue. Banter. Great banter. And y'all didn't even hear the first 15 minutes of the banter that we cut out. So I mean, psh, yeah. You know it was hot. Mm-hmm. And uh so I just listened to that this morning, a little refresher and yeah. I'm I'm excited, dude. Cuz cuz I realized in that episode that um that it's 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 time. It's time to dig in. Mm-hmm. It's time for the people to understand where I'm coming from. Okay, we're here fully. For it. All right, we had some character assassination that went on, but <laughs> I was able, I think, to defend myself and uh, kind of reclaim my good name. And uh, you know, the people know I'm not a coffee snob. Hopefully,
1: but you are a coffee. But I'm a principled technic- person. Technic. <laughs>
0: List. I'm not sure. You're technically uh, I'm not sure what very else.
1: technical about coffee.
0: All I meant to say, all I said was that there are technical standards. Taste is subjective, but there are technical, objective standards, mm-hmm. and those things. It's a both ends. Both those so things. So I just coexist.
1: thought of the per- a perfect example. It's like the difference between gourmet cheese and cheese whiz.
0: That. <laughs> that's, that, yeah that's an example they're <laughs> both cheese or are they I don't actually know if cheese was this cheese pasteurized processed cheese product
1: yeah
0: um, but it's yummy it's yummy alright so you can have ball. a taste for both right you can have a taste for gourmet sharp extra sharp uh mm-hmm cheese or whatever else italian stuff and or you can spray it in straight into the straight in your mouth gross from the can put it on some ritz <laughs> mm. and, and <laughs> yeah that's a way to think about coffee
1: <laughs> I, did, I guess that was kind of a very simplistic way to
0: so think about it, but <laughs> here's the deal all right let me give a little backstory here today you're gonna hear my manifesto
1: are you gonna read the whole thing i'm
0: gonna them? read the manifesto yes. Okay, and you guys are going to have to bear with us because it's a little wordy, I admit. But we're going to we're going to read the manifesto, and then we're going to talk through the manifesto. Okay, okay? we're going to we're going to basically read through it, and then we're going to break it apart. We're going to talk through it together. Okay. Word. So here's why I have a manifesto. <laughs> um, there was a time early last year, not quite a year ago, call it April. When I was in talks with uh, Visher Ferry General Store, you all know by now if you've listened to the past episodes that I spent seven months last year managing the cafe over at a different business. I uh, was working just just in general, working like working the the food side of that business and helping with the coffee component and helping not just coffee. I mean, they, I was I was the manager. I was to be the manager of like the the cafe side of things, which included a coffee bar. Yeah, right. That we made a storied coffee bar, but there was other things um, in the mix. So as I was in conversation with the owner of that business to figure out what that would look like, because at first it wasn't for me to just be a manager over there. It was for a story to potentially buy the cafe portion of the business and like rent that space Mm -hmm. and make it a full on, you know, storied cafe kind of thing. So that was like what we were discussing. Um, And that took that, that, what that could look like took a lot of forms in terms of our conversation over those several months. Cause we started talking in March. I didn't start working there until June. So through those three months, well, I guess April, May, we were, were mostly talking. And in that time, early April, Early April, we went to the Specialty Coffee Expo in Portland last year, as we do. And... Are you going this year? I, no, I don't think so. Oh, bummer. Money, and it's yeah. in Chicago, and it's yeah. just like, uh, it's going to be a whole thing. We can't take Oliver anymore. Dang. I guess... We're not going. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're not going. We're going to need to make our plans by now. But, um, yeah, we were able to take Oliver last year, so we decided yeah. we could we could make it work one last time, at least at least out there. When it comes back around to Boston, we'll, yeah. we'll drive there again. So... Hot on the heels of specialty coffee expo, yes. right? Which is like coffee nerd con. It's yeah. coffee con for, for co- you know, it's comic con for coffee nerds. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we I came out of that. I was talking, I was thinking about like doing this, what it would look like to do this other cafe situation. And I just, I came to this place inside of myself where I was like, okay, what, why do I feel so strongly about coffee and, and what makes me so passionate about it and and what does it mean like to to be in coffee and I just got I was like thinking like like why do I do it the way I do it? Why does story exist and why do we do coffee the way we do? And I kinda like started to write I wrote it down. I kind of started writing this diatribe <laughs> as it were. And I didn't like really It was a stream of consciousness. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of a rough draft. Like I didn't go back and edit it. This is yeah. kind of how the words came out, but as, but reading through it, it's, it's more coherent. Although again, wordy, we might have to define some things, but like, it's pretty coherent first, for a stream of consciousness. And yeah. I was like, this is cool. And then I titled it manifesto. manifesto. <laughs> it's my coffee manifesto. Let's hear it. So let us, let us dig in. Should I read it? Should I read it all like, uh, dramatically? Probably yeah. not. <laughs> Probably not. Um, all right. So here we go. I dated it April 23. I
1: have re- I ha- just a full disclosure. I have read through it. You have date.
0: read this. You have read it slash we read through it before.
1: Yes. But I, I'm going to be taking notes as I listen to see if anything like sticks out to me that didn't cool. before.
0: All right. <clears throat> I have been thinking about what drives me. It's coffee to be sure, but it's more than quote coffee in some abstract sense. Rather, it's specific notions that I personally maintain regarding the coffee experience. These are principled notions that I would be disingenuous to deny or counteract. I say, quote, coffee experience, unquote, because I believe coffee should provide an experience, one that is first satisfying to the expectations that one brings to having a coffee, in parentheses, the opposite of an unpleasant or quote-unquote bad cup of coffee. And second, rooted in an overall hospitality-driven delivery that aims to give the best feeling possible through thoughtful, intentional behaviors along with the coffee product itself. A third feature might be added to these, about which I am as equally passionate as the first two. That is that a coffee produced to today's modern standards can, in itself, be a sensational, exceptional experience. Today's approach to coffee allows for so much to be offered through the process of proper roast development and extraction. Many features of a coffee drinking experience that would defy and exceed expectations. Sorry, I couldn't tell what the punctuation was on that. (laughs) Oh, it's a period. (laughs) Sorry, okay. Many features of a coffee drink experience that would defy and exceed expectations. People don't expect the flavors from coffee that can be unlocked by this modern mindful approach. Providing coffee experiences in line with these principles will in turn increase the perceived value of the coffee product and the accompanying experience. This is good for one's overall business when committed to providing these things, but it will have the added benefit of helping elevate the broader standard of expectation within culture around coffee products and experiences. I need to work in line with these principles. Hmm. And that's the end. My manifesto, everybody. All right. I do have the draft of a, of a third paragraph fourth paragraph, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know where I was going with that. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not finished. It's not even a complete sentence. So we will leave that out. Cause it's not relevant. I think, I think I make enough of a point here and talk about where I'm coming from mm-hmm. f- that this kind of stands alone.
1: So what, what are the bullet points? Oh gosh. like, Give me three bullet
0: points. First, I'm going to say this: If you heard my episode, our episode from a couple weeks back on specialty coffee at home, um, where TJ and I were talking, if you heard that episode, then everything I just read, will hopefully, hmm. like, y- yeah. you have the context for it.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you
0: have the context. Mm-hmm. Everything I said that episode, unrehearsed and not with like this in mind, mm-hmm. to read this. Completely echoes where I was coming yeah. from in that episode. Having listened back to it, so uh, that's another reason why I'm excited to, uh, yeah. to hear this. So either either listen to this episode and then go back and listen to that one, or pause right now and go listen to that one and then come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> either way, um, they kind of like these things are in me. They're like they're like my values, and mm-hmm. this was me trying to express them. And so they came out in that episode, which was cool because that kind of that episode kind of like came out of nowhere, and then they're right here on paper at the same time. Okay, cool. bullet points. Um 3. Okay.
1: I have coffee should provide an experience.
0: That was going to be my first one. Was the okay. ex- like the experience of coffee.
1: The experience of coffee
0: should be Above general expectations for what someone expects to get when they order a cup of coffee.
1: Okay, but like you have to define what people expect.
0: They expect a cup with dark liquid in it.
1: Right. <laughs> so you're. So watered anything about down, that. No, I'm just kidding. Not watered down. Watered, like a watered down version. What do you mean? Um.
0: No, I mean that they expect coffee. They expect something that's going to be. They. Okay. If you order a cup of coffee. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It depends on.
1: If you were a cup of coffee, the... what type of <laughs> coffee would you yeah. be?
0: Yeah. Right. Um, okay. All right. Hold on. I say coffee experience. I believe coffee should provide an experience. One that is first satisfying to the expectations that one brings to having a coffee.
1: That kind of feels a little broad to me. I defined
0: it in this way though. I defined it in terms of the being the opposite of an unpleasant or bad cup of coffee. Okay. Most of us have had a bad cup of coffee, whether it was, and that can be defined by probably like the unpleasant characteristics of it
1: bitterness
0: bitter uh maybe burned flavors okay um you know think about like the diner coffee or the mm-hmm. gas station coffee that's yep. been sitting on the pot too long stale coffee um tastes wooden or cardboard just like mm-hmm. no flat no okay. like pleasant flavors to it okay um so those could be things or flip side could be too acidic could be weak could be watery um
1: that's my pet peeve of, of coffee is like when it's yeah. super weak and sure. you can see the bottom of the cup from like they pour it and yeah. you look down and you're like, this isn't coffee.
0: Yep. So, so, um, that is, I said one that is first satisfying to the expectations that one brings to having a coffee. So my point is like, you expect to get something you're going to enjoy. When you go to – when you order a coffee, it doesn't matter what it is. If you order a drip coffee because you like drip coffee, you expect that to be, you know, have a, have like – it has to be drinkable. Yes. And if you get a latte, you expect it to have a, 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 a nice milk texture mm-hmm. and like you expect to be able to taste and the coffee and the and the milk or and the flavor.
1: Yeah, so if my further clarification question is dip, you're talking about the coffee – for all intents and purposes, a naked cup of coffee without any, like, milk or sugar or anything added.
0: I don't mean to say that, no. Oh. I said coffee experience to broadly—I'm trying to broadly describe. When you when you walk into storied coffee, you know that you want to order a coffee beverage off of a Got menu, it. and you expect that beverage—for for many different reasons, you expect that beverage to come out a certain way. Mm-hmm. it's probably e- either you expect it from story to come out how a makes it because you've had it from us before or you go to Dunkin', you get a caramel macchiato and you ex- you order mm-hmm. that at my shop and then you expect to get, you, you know what I mean? So it's, it might be the culmination, the combination of like experiences you've had in other p- co- coffee places, quote unquote. Whether it's independent shops or chains or whatever, if it's got the same name, you mm-hmm. kind of have this category for it yeah. and you kind of know what to expect. Or if you're just getting a latte, you've had a latte before, you come to store, and you're like, hey, I like lattes, I think. Let me try that over here. And you kind of yeah. just have this sense of what a latte is going to be. It's going to be this milky coffee beverage, um, hot, steam. You know, It's going to have the right temperature, so not too hot. Uh, it's going to have a sweetness to it, not not bitter. You're not going to be able to taste everything in kind of like its own component parts, but also blended well. At least you hope, right? You hope for those things to be true. No one orders a coffee expecting a really gross, bitter situation.
1: And that is what you are defining as the coffee experience.
0: Yeah. 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 At At its base. Okay. But I go on to say, I think I include in there that, that you better yet, if you get more than a cup of coffee, to put it in yes. different words, right? Better yet, if you go into a place and they're extremely friendly, they walk you through that ordering process. They-
1: Rooted in overall hospitality. You
0: heard it. You heard it right here as mm-hmm. I read it out loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yes, exactly. So you want that experience of ordering that beverage and being served that beverage to be rooted in a, to be like blanketed in this overall like hospitable, best
1: feeling possible warm feelings. Their thoughtful, intentional behaviors, yeah, along with the coffee product itself.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> so,
1: from your fingertips to <laughs> the world. <laughs>
0: so true. So true. Um, so, a lot of what I mean, I actually put in here, right? Yes. So, what yes. we would need to do, rather than be so picky.
1: I'm not trying to be picky. No, 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 picky. no, no. I'm trying uh, to be wh- very. Uh, what
0: what would clear. be better to do is, yeah, is clarify exactly what I mean. It, it, if something I did say in trying to explain something isn't clear enough, gotcha. Then it's maybe better to try to define that. But but I, so I think we're. I th- that's why I like that I wrote this. I like it because I like I was more thorough. <laughs> <laughs> like I wrote this m- almost a year ago and then I kind of forgot about it. And then I found it recently and I read it again. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh man, that was pretty okay. You know, like I, I, I anticipated, yeah. even for myself, I tried to explain exactly what I meant in the most concise way I could when I was just stream of consciousness this thing. Um, yeah. Okay. No. And you just, yeah, you just, we just basically answered your question by reading more (laughs) of what I wrote. Um,
1: people don't expect the flavors from coffee that can be unlocked by this modern mindful approach.
0: So this is a good bullet point probably. So the first bullet point is coffee as an experience. Mm. Yeah. Coffee as an experience. Yeah. That's probably one big bullet point. Right. And that's both the coffee product and the the pr- experience of getting a coffee product mm-hmm. that can be really nice, both in the quality of the drink, even to your subjective sense of taste. What I, my point is, it should meet or defy your expectations, right? Even though taste is subjective, there's enough of a common sense of what is good and expected in coffee that we can run viable businesses right. based on creating right, this right, right, one right. version of this product. So there's something to be said for some objectiveness in the table, but you know, everyone, you, but, but the counter is like, okay, I serve black coffee. I, I serve it like I, I brew it the right amount of coffee to the right amount of water at the right temperature. I serve it black. Well, someone wants five sugars and three creams in it and someone else wants it black or Mm -hmm. they want just a, just a hint. You know what I mean? So there are ways to, Approach that particular drink Or someone wants a plain latte Versus someone wants a vanilla latte Or a large versus a small Um, Because different ratios of things So Point being though You get these broader categories And then you get the specific ways That people do it But either way You have this overall sense of like Your experience of going to get That particular product That you know and love Or want to love And how it's served to you I used to say this Some of my favorite places To get coffee because of the coffee itself, because the product, it was going to be the best latte I could get, were my least favorite places to go get yes. coffee.
1: You said that in earlier episodes.
0: Because the people weren't friendly. They didn't care yes. about my name. I'd been there for three years. They never knew, yeah. you know, maybe they recognized me, but they didn't really acknowledge it.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm just like, i was like, I want a, more.
1: Which to point out. I want more for my money. Every time someone comes through that you don't recognize, you always double check to make sure. You you know their name and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, I don't think we've met before. My name is Rich. Yeah. What's your name? And you're you're always making an effort to remember people's names. Yeah. Even if they have been there before, you're like, Oh, remind me of your name again. And then like you you're like, Okay, like you try to remember their yeah. name.
0: Yeah, totally. And
1: or details about
0: yeah. Right. Funny enough, sometimes I'll remember every detail about my conversation or interaction with it. I'm just like, I just don't remember your name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the one thing that escaped me, mm-hmm. but I remember your kid's uh, birthday. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, thanks for noticing that. And that's the. So now you hear, mm-hmm. you hear exactly where that comes from. One, my experience was poor. In other places, and then, and then I believe that coffee is going to be better if you feel better when you get it. And so I try to craft, I want to craft that whole picture, right. that, that whole experience so that not only the drink is precise, but also there's the way we, we serve it to you mm-hmm. has some presi- precision and intentionality is a better word to it as well. And then we try to teach our baristas that as well. And you know, I, I don't know. I think it, I think it shows people. It does show people notice and thanks. Um, so coffee as an experience, I say, that's one big bullet point. And then we went on from there. Um, best on the coffee product itself. A third feature might be added about which I'm as equally passionate as the first two that's that a coffee produced. Okay. So this would be probably the bullet point. Number two is coffee to put it in the words we put it before coffee deserves better.
1: Coffee deserves better. (laughs)
0: You deserve better coffee, right? So this is this line, um, a coffee produced to today's modern standards can be a sensational, exceptional experience. You could bullet it with that. And that's Mm -hmm. to say that if you're clued in to where coffee has gone in the last five years, you recognize that, dude, we can roast a pretty freaking good cup of like pretty good bean. Yeah. Okay, and then if we use the right techn- the rec- the right um, procedure in extracting, aka brewing that coffee, even if you got a Mister Coffee at home and a Whirly Blade Grinder, <laughs> like you can still get a pretty good cup. Like if you if you just treat it with some respect, you know, there's things we can do, and they're not. Have we talked about it before. It's not like it, it doesn't have to be a huge investment, or, or like the most fancy version of a tool. Like we can get, we can get a pretty nice cup of coffee if we if we do it right by utilizing some modern standards. And and the the opposite of it is like don't just take coffee for granted. Don't take for granted that you understand how coffee works which so many of us have always done or or do, you know, and so many even coffee shops and coffee roasters, beloved places in our capital region. I was just talking with some people today about it. You know, if a, if a, if a shop opened in 1994, okay, they might have some specific ways of thinking about coffee and coffee roasting that are a little outdated if they haven't kept up with standards. Mm-hmm. And in my humble opinion, they haven't, <laughs> you know. Well, and that's, that's, that's cool. That's fine. There's a place for that, but it's going to fall short of expectations like mine.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Because coffee I, deserves better. Because I, I know more. Like I, I, you know, you don't know what you don't know, but I know. <laughs> and, uh, and I know we can do better by that coffee. Um, and the funny part is I am talking about a specific place right now, but I'm not going to name it. Mm-hmm. Funny part is like, um. I was, I was hanging out with someone at the shop today. Shout out to, to my new friend, Brittany, who um, works in this place. And we... we and you were hanging
1: out at Storied today? I was at Storied. Okay.
0: I was working. Um, this, this friend came in who yep. comes to Storied, has been coming. But I mm-hmm. think with me being out of the office, I hadn't met her yet. Yeah. So today I met her. Uh, Heather was working as well. And uh, so she ends up sitting at the bar which is a dangerous place to sit, as know. you know. So I, I know um, she ended up hanging out there for hours and we were talking. <laughs> and then Heather uh, eventually left and then she was you mm-hmm. know, still hanging and we, we were talking. But p- part of what we were talking about was coffee culture, coffee shops, coffee roasting, whatever. So she works at this place. And um, we were having that conversation about like, it's just like, I think there's just an old school mentality. They don't really care to invest in the process. And this girl, she's really passionate about coffee. She wants to open her own coffee business. She wants to um, make... She wants to approach coffee like we do, similarly right. to how how we do, and, and uh, just with more precision and more care around it. And we were just commenting on, like, why don't some people care about making it different, especially when, like, your own baristas, your own people comment on this and know it could be better. They want it to be better, but... You like resist your, their efforts. You know, that's a yeah. frustrating place to work. That's a frustrating place to be. And uh, I said, yeah, I mean, it's just the way people think about these things. And I think part of it's rooted in an old school mentality. Although I guess that business recently changed ownership
1: Okay.
0: Um, within the last few years. But either way, I, even the old owners and now the new person even less so cares about yeah. like really digging Is into it the process. That I've probably been. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. For sure. Hmm. If you've lived in this capital region for any amount of time. Yeah. You almost don't even need to know what place yeah. I'm talking about, you know, right? Because I, that's I, true I, of enough places.
1: Yeah, you're right. That
0: you're asking yourself, yeah, huh, where where is that? Because <laughs> it could be anywhere, <laughs> could be dude.
1: Anywhere.
0: could be anywhere. Yeah. The amount of places that care enough to do coffee, kind of like the way we think about it, mm-hmm. it's a hand. I can count them on two hands in the entire for a hundred mile radius. Mm-hmm.
1: All
0: right, maybe not, maybe 50-mile radius. But it's not a lot. Mm-hmm. But why? It's because it's modern. It's because it's it's new. It's because we've ex- we've we've, you know, by God's grace, we've experienced coffee on a different level. One way, you know, it just it just came to us this way in this one place, and mm-hmm. it, you know, we'd, we and then something made us curious about oh gee, why does that co- coffee with nothing in it taste like blueberries? You know, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, or lemony, or like now some people are like, I don't want lemon in my coffee, right? Mm-hmm you know so okay that's just like is
1: that a bad thing no
0: no no those are like some of the like citrus sometimes you get citrus flavor notes or whatever right suggestions of what it might remind you of when you're drinking it that's what that's how i define a, a flavor note
1: i like my fruit with fruit yeah i don't i'm not really one that has i don't really enjoy
0: i'm gonna make you some some i'm gonna make you some uh It's, I'm actually drawing a blank on which which coffees are known for the blueberry profile, but um, Death Wish. No, gosh, no. <laughs> no, they are. They're not known for a blueberry profile. They
1: have they have blueberry a blueberry brew. I haven't tried it. What I'm saying is, my point is, I'm not a fan of my fruit and coffee or fruit and chocolate or. Fr- I just like fruit. Oh, as interesting. Fruit.
0: Did we talk about chocolate? I think we might have. In the episode or did you and I just talk about chocolate?
1: I don't know. I pr- I've probably said it before, but like fruit and I don't chocolate, we did talk about chocolate or in that fruit episode. and coffee or anything like Do that.
0: So you like, like, what, are you like a nuttier profile or just like the roastier? You uh, like a darker kind like of roast, dark. right?
1: Yeah, I like a darker Yeah, roast. So you
0: get the, like those those mm-hmm. roasty, toasty, yes. ch- chocolatey because, vibes, yes. but without the, without the fruit component. Without the fruit. All right. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. That's cool.
1: That's my.
0: I wasn't. My point is like we're not talking about coffees that are artificially flavored, though. Okay. My point is there are coffees that exist that just they're so naturally sweet and like juicy mm. that they come. They remind you I think of we like compared
1: this to wine we, in the
0: episode we did we were yeah, talking yeah. about with DJ. So when you when you have a coffee that's a quote unquote black coffee. But it reminds, it tastes so much like, or reminds you of something so vividly outside of that. But mm-hmm. also has like coffee v- notes, you know, and like like a um, a bitterness that is is like <sighs> pertinent to coffee. It, it it's a it can be a really mind opening yeah. experience, and a lot of people have experienced that. And that's kind of like how they end up in especially coffee and they're like oh no, I got to do pour overs because it's like how you get these flavors, mm-hmm. and then it just becomes this like so
1: the pour over is the flavor. <laughs>
0: often. Okay. Pour-overs are going to be recommended for we said it last time there's different reasons you might do a pour-over for the ritual, mm-hmm. for the the fun, for the experimentation, for the convenience depending on your scenario. Um but but also often for the way that it preserves the clarity or or accentuates the flavors inherent to mm-hmm. the coffee depending on what you're what you're brewing. Mm. Um, the storied blend that you've no doubt had, cause it was mm-hmm. the only coffee we carried for the longest time. It was a blend of a Guatemalan dark roast and a Honduran light roast and not to get into all this, but it's naturally processed Honduran light roast coffee, which means that in the process of preparing that raw coffee before being roasted, um, a little bit of fruit is left on the seeds as it dries and so it become it, it imparts like some fruit and more sweetness to that bean plus it's light roasted which helps accentuate some of those flavors as well so that's a coffee that when i was playing with it to develop the storied blend it, i was getting like like red berry type mm. um flavor profiles you know so i was thinking along the lines of like dark cherry or um or strawberry at first so that's why i, I would call that storied blend when it was when I would brew it right. And so then adding the Guatemala, which was a a dark profile, a darker profile, a little more um like just a little more bitter, a little more ashiness to it. It created this this like chocolate dipped cherry type mm. vibe in my mind, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me that was really nice. And that worked very well as our storied coffee for a long time. And then we recently changed it for various reasons. But Yeah. That's, that's all they'd say. Like we're, we're, what we're talking about right now is what is possible with a coffee if it's respected and treated. Sure. Right. Right. But so much had to happen for that to come to me and taste like cherries. I had to brew it right. So I had to know a few things about Mm -hmm. how to do that. Okay. Check. Um, it had to be roasted well, which it was in the hands of crew. So check. And it had to be processed. Well, which, um, it was, <laughs> it is cause crew only stores is great coffees. That particular Honduran one is from a, a woman, um, owned, a woman owned co-op in Honduras. And this and is crew coffee, KRU. KRU crew in Saratoga Springs, yep. New York. So we've been partnered with them. We don't roast coffee at storied. We Yet. currently purchase it wholesale from our local, a local roaster called crew. Love their work. Always super consistent and yummy. And so we talk about the supply chain in coffee, and that's that's part of it. You know, we're kind of the end result. You hope yeah. your breeze is going to do justice to all the hands and, like, amount of work that went on to can get I that coffee like a, up to can you. Can I
1: make a home comparison to this?
0: Yeah, always.
1: It's kind of like, because this is what helps me understand things better, and I feel like this might help our audience. Give it a whirl. So it's kind of like
0: brew it up
1: when you, yeah, when you're building a house and you want to make sure that all the elements of your construction are um like perfect along the way or done structurally sound. And so you, you make sure that like the floor joists are level. You make sure that um, when you're, all the electrical lines are run properly and the plumbing is um, tilted such right. So you don't <laughs> like get like a backup and you make sure that like with the finish work, you want to make sure like when the drywall is up you and you have like the, the taping and painting done, you wouldn't want to put like, you want to, want to go halfway on the paint job because...
0: Or even the taping.
1: Or even the taping. <sighs> Especially because the Because that's the finished work, mm-hmm. and it would m- make all the other work that you've done feel subpar because, oh, the paint is done, pr- like, smudgy, or um, the seams of the drywall aren't lined up properly, so they're, like, cracking, or there's screw pops or whatever. And so you don't want to skimp on the finished work because it will make the, all the other work and effort you did to put into it feel obsolete.
0: Yeah. I don't see why that comparison wouldn't work. And you could, you could kind of make the same point. Like you could cheap out on a house renovation. You could flip it. We talked about that in the past. You could flip a house for cheap do a Mm -hmm. shoddy paint job, crappy trim. And like, you're just trying to flip that yeah, thing, you know, whether me. you sell it or or rent it, yeah. especially if you rent it, you're like, eh, who cares? They don't mm-hmm. care. You know what I mean? Quick between tenants, just new, f- yeah. fresh coat of paint. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you, you could do skimpy work, cheap work, you know, or you could have like something you take pride in. Yeah. It's something that's going to last, you know, then every analogy breaks down, but, but yes, same principles. It's yes. like, look, like any products, you can get a cheap version, or you can ask yourself what went into this. Mm-hmm. What makes the difference, you know? So yeah, yeah, that's a cool that's a cool way to think about it. And f- so, you know, to to just catch up to where we are here, it's like okay, we talked about coffee as an experience. We are talking about coffee as a raw product and its potential for mind blowing flavors, and I think that's true you know I was mostly talking about brewed coffee like straight mm-hmm. up drip coffee that's so much is is true of, of what's possible in that now, but it's true in espresso as well when you brew espresso, I think that whole thing in fact i i we, we celebrate espresso a lot more than drip coffee at storied because we sell a lot more of it, and espresso makes up the base of almost every drink on a specialty Mm -hmm. You know, a specialty coffee shop menu, lattes, cappuccinos, um, cortado, macchiato, like all these different drinks, they have espresso as the coffee Mm -hmm. component. And talk about something that gets taken for granted. If you think people just brew brew coffee without thinking about it, I mean— Almost every espresso mm-hmm. bar, and when I was talking about that other place you know I was talking about them in terms of their roasting, but also in terms of their 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 coffee service and like espresso service I was talking with Brittany about that so mm-hmm. th- I just think for my my principles, my purposes, my manifesto <laughs> Yes. what I'm trying to say is like coffee has so much potential, and we got to do I got to do right by it it's my job as a barista. As a barista trainer, as a coffee shop owner, Mm -hmm. espresso bar operator, person in the specialty, representing specialty, Mm -hmm. the sole and primary representative of the specialty coffee industry. I'm just kidding. I'm not that person. We did make that joke last week. Um, (laughs) You know, it's on me to, like, care.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: So my point is that we... Have the technology and the knowledge, but in today's modern economy, in today's modern world, like you can get this knowledge for free on YouTube, on the internet. Just follow James Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Look up Chris Baca, real Chris Baca. Look up Lance Hedrick, dude. He'll blow your mind. Look up Morgan Drinks Coffee. Love her. Top four. Yeah. Do I even have a fifth? I don't know. Um, Who would be fifth? Scott Rail. Look up Scott Mm -hmm. Rail. If you looked up those five people, and if you want a sixth, check out Matt Perger. Okay? So. So many. That's your top five or six coffee industry, like, standard bearers for today. Scott Rayo is primarily in the roasting realm. Uh, James Hoffman, he's a 2007 World Barista Champion, Mm. Friggin crushing it on YouTube, though. He's got videos on everything you could think of. He's the one doing all the weird coffee yeah. science stuff, okay? Um Perger owns a company called Barista Hustle, and they're also deep into, like, coffee research and books. Um Who... I forget all the people. Chris, Chris Baca. He's cool for like really practical hands-on, like just yeah. help me brew better coffee at home, help me make good espresso, like just good techniques. All my baristas watch Chris Baca videos <laughs> for training. And then we, and then we just basically build off of those. Um, and I forgot who, who the other person I said was. Um, but those are my, Oh, Lance Hedrick. He is, mm-hmm an incredible coffee nerd Mm -hmm. uh, on YouTube and Instagram. He reviews all kinds of coffee equipment Mm. and tells you all kinds of things you never even wanted to know about. You never even thought you wanted to know and you still don't want to know, but he'll tell you anyway. (laughs) And he'll kind of break it down. The real coffee nerds are into him. Um, But you know, I, I always learn something from from him. Uh, so yeah, those are the those are the those are the people that I think right now are kind of bearing the standard of like modern specialty coffee mm-hmm. movements. And those are just
1: I like Morgan's videos.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why I recommend her because she makes she takes specialty coffee and makes it incredibly accessible yeah. and relatable, yeah. especially yeah, on relatable. the Morgan drinks coffee videos.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Those are sick. And but the cool thing she's been doing with her account lately is bringing you into the world of her like world barista her yes. her US and world barista championship mm-hmm. um training so mm-hmm. you get to so i think she's doing a really cool thing where she's she's drawn all these people in right she has like a million mm-hmm. people or more on uh on instagram she has, she makes these like relatable coffee shops quips. quips i love it right it's so yeah. good anyone can watch it, anyone can relate to it whether you work in coffee or just go to coffee shops or just just watch whole, just like wholesome content, right? She's so good. And then at the same time, she's like got all these videos recently on, mm-hmm. um, like really technical specialty drinks that they're make, like like almost like coffee cocktails, except without alcohol. You yeah. know what I mean? But like a like a cocktail version of coffee mm-hmm. for like the different competitions that she does and how they create craft what they call a, a sig a sig a signature drink for the um for the, for the competitions. So yeah, she's cool to check out. Because she's less science-y. yeah. But you get to see the process, and she's really relatable. And then, as I then, I already said what the other guys are all doing. Um, there are other women in the space, you know, and and uh, even though I mostly named men, but um, there's there's someone for everyone out there yeah. who who is in specialty coffee, and they're all pretty.
1: My good friend Mayna, accessible. Um, her partner's name is John Gordon, and he's in New Zealand. He's yeah, like in the coffee scene Yeah. and over that way. And I know he's done a ton of competitions.
0: I said it before, but like Australia and New Zealand mm-hmm. coffee, col- cafe culture, yeah. coffee culture is just so much more developed in mm-hmm. here. And, uh, I don't know why I'd, I got to look into that. I got to look into how they got 10 to 15 years ahead of us in this stuff. Sure. Why the whole country cares about coffee yeah. versus over here. It's like, again, we take it for granted. Sure. I don't know how that happened, but it'd be an interesting case study. Um, but, yeah, that doesn't surprise me to hear. Mm-hmm. Matt Perger is uh, Australian okay, as well. Um,
1: I like what you said about um, providing coffee experiences in line with these principles will in turn increase the perceived value of the coffee product and the accompanying experience. That was a mouthful, and that took me a while to, like, digest it when I first read it the first few times, but after hearing you explain the previous paragraphs of your manifesto, reading that again, it makes sense.
0: Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. That kind of is like the third bullet point, right? Yes. It's like how this helps. It, it, it's kind of twofold benefit. Yes. Twofold benefit. One is to your business. If you're going to run your business on these principles, if you're going to treat coffee with a special as, as a special product, but make it accessible for everyone and make them feel great about it. If you're going to do that, then it's going to have this benefit of one, helping your business. Cause you're going to have yes. more satisfied customers. You're going to have, uh, and hopefully that translates to like more, um, rev, more, I don't know. Sales sales more repeat business you sure. know and and then just a growing reputation for like being a good coffee shop um but you're also going to have the hidden benefit of helping create that culture where more people care about coffee yes and that I
1: mean that's what happened with me
0: that has maybe been my number one value from the beginning
1: helping people
0: helping elevate the standard for specialty Anything, yeah. but helping helping elevate people's standards for specialty coffee experiences in the capital region and beyond. That is actually Story's original mission statement. We wanted mm. to help elevate that standard for specialty for art. We used to say artisan. We used yeah. to say we want to help elevate the standard for artisan um, beverages, food, and goods in the capital region and beyond. And we listed those three things because it was beverages, it was coffee and espresso and bubble tea, and um we said i and at the time, you know we were into yes folk and mm-hmm. um looking around at other specialty coffee shops, and we were just like, we want to be part of helping elevate the standard that people elevate the expectations that people have for like for these things and just helping them realize these things exist and then we would say artisan food, so I was thinking of um." Maybe, maybe bakery products, just like people who, I think I was clued into places like Fox in the Snow, which is a really cool bakery cafe in Ohio. And, um, just realizing like, man, we can do things on this like artisan specialty level. Yeah. Again, it doesn't have to be priced out or like inaccessible, but, Side note, but just make it good.
1: I would re- really love a specialty donut shop in this capital region. Give me a year. Uh, well, we, well, I mean, recipes, you mean bes- nibble ink? They were oh, my favorite. That was favorite, super special, dude. Was it like potatoes? Those
0: are like the potato yes. donuts.
1: Yes, they were so, so I know, they, so
0: they came over, like a flash in the pan. They were here mm-hmm. and gone yeah. so quick. Um, it was really, I would drive to Troy. The story of how they closed is oh, so gnarly, sad. isn't it? I, think, yeah. I don't know if I heard that from you. Or you you else, heard it but,
1: from me. <laughs> But anyways, that's what I'm looking Somebody for. Somebody was I stealing wanna... from them, I think. If you are listening Crazy. and you remember Nibble Inc. And you want to recreate <laughs> a specialty donut shop, I will be your number one
0: buyer. We never even got to... I don't even think I got one in there. Because the one time we tried to go or the two times we tried to go, they were sold out by the time we got yeah,
1: there. Yeah, they they were sold out. Yeah. All the time.
0: Um, okay, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> for story iteration number five. Um... <laughs> So you were saying that you want to elevate the standard elevate for coffee and beverages and, beverages and food and, and that's and a good area. example that's a good yeah. a nibbling that yeah. kind of place um we we've we've included with cider belly for a long time mm-hmm. so i mean they are a specialty donut shop in albany and uh then you have um Goods, you know, yes. all just the makers, mark, just the makers of the world, like yes. so many good local businesses, and like yeah, people making soap, and like
1: how about Pong? P-
0: Pong wasn't on the scene when I was originally. They're only if they open in twenty one.
1: I know, but I think that no, yeah, they're they're great. I'm just saying, I'm talking so elevated because yeah, I, of her.
0: Thank you, I appreciate that. We appreciate her. All I'm trying to say is, in 2018, when this was my mission, I'm talking about the places that I was clued in with that clued into that like had me saying that that sure. at that time you know i just i wanted to be part of this what i saw as a movement of like okay we got we got these you know i was we were doing pop-ups at great flats uh which is craft beer and um
1: that's i was a roadie yeah
0: <laughs> you would forts ferry farm hosted us yep. a couple times which that was that was cool so it's just like i we were trying to be in this 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 artisan mm-hmm. style of of things and by artisan i you know i yeah, I don't know if that's a self-explanatory kind of word or I just mean like crafted with care type of yes. products, food, goods, beverages, like that's what we want to be a part of. And our, our mission kind of evolved and grew from there. But like that's still a value that I hold. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm just, that's still very much a part of who I am and why I'm do, still doing this is like we're just we still want to be contributing toward. And that's that's what I want to do now with season two of the podcast in my yeah. realm it's like here's an opportunity for me to hop up on the soapbox yes. and 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 just talk about mm-hmm. this exact thing I'm here for it this is where this is probably the most clear and like specific place I get to do this now I can kind of have these conversations of story but they're you know, they're few and far between. Because what you find is that, like, people don't care, right? Mm-hmm. So now you got to either... Or
1: they're already on the same page because they're at storage. Well,
0: yeah. Yeah, sure, sure, sure.
1: Yeah, give yourself more credit.
0: There definitely are. We have, you know, there are our people there. But then yeah. you there are also just the average people walking into a coffee shop, quote, mm-hmm. unquote, and expecting a certain thing. And I just try to match that expectation with kindness and friendliness mm-hmm. and, like, a good product. But I'm not going to educate you necessarily mm-hmm. unless... You know, it's a real organic part of the conversation we're having. So Mm -hmm. I'm doing it in all the little ways that I can. Yeah. Um, So that's it, right? Is that, that's my manifesto right there. That's your
1: manifesto, man.
0: Bullet points, um, coffee as an experience where like you can make the, the experience of coffee great on two levels. One, you get a good feeling by going to get a coffee. Your whole experience in a shop is cool. The people are invested in you. They care about you. They want to share your life with you. They want to hear what's going on. Like that was why I opened a coffee shop. I wanted to have those conversations with human beings. Know your name. You know mine, etc. But at the same time, you came here for coffee, and you're going to get a dang good cup because that's mm-hmm. also why I exist. I want to share your life and give you this here cup of coffee that's going to knock, rock your socks, you know? So that's, that's coffee as an experience. Okay. Um, coffee itself is a sick product. That's more complex than wine, dude. We can do a lot with this thing if we want to, we can respect it. We can love it. We can make it taste real good. No matter what we do to it, we can do every, everything we do to coffee. We can, we can do it with care and, and ultimately each thing can add value. Yeah to the raw product, and no matter how we do it, if we do it right and do it well, we can come up with a really nice end result for you. So that's coffee as as a really cool, in the modern era, we can do really cool things with coffee. That's bullet point number two. Bullet point number three, we just got done talking about it summarizing it is it can benefit both your business if you're going to do it that if you're going to do this as a business it can have a lot of benefit for you and you will you will have a hand in helping our culture progress in terms of appreciating finer things in life including but not limited to coffee yeah and coffee adjacent culture we can bring our culture into the modern era yes and look more like australia with less nice? deadly animals mm-hmm. <laughs> and more delicious coffee. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So those are the bullet points that of my was... manifesto. We can get this thing out in writing somewhere, right? Totally. On our website. Do we have a blog?
1: <laughs> Do we have, I mean.
0: <laughs> no, put it in the show notes. I can put the okay. words in the show notes.
1: Yeah, for sure. I like this. We can even post a picture of your manifesto on our Instagram. That's true. That would probably Ooh. be the easiest way. Yeah, true. Um, true, true, true. So I
0: don't know. Is that it? Any questions? I think
1: that's it. I think that was very detailed, very clear. And if anybody has any questions about specialty coffee, they should direct them to rich at house coffee podcast at gmail.com. And I'm sure you would love to take the time to answer those questions or we could yeah, read your question with your permission on our show. And, um, answer the questions for broader people because i think if anybody has a question and i'm sure they're not the only ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you have a question and but a lot of people have the same question but yeah. you got to be the one to to ask it, right? Yeah. Um so hopefully it's clear like this is this is me. This is my take. Yeah. on coffee. If when you hear me talk about coffee on this podcast, whether it's in the first 33 episodes of season one, or whether it's two episodes ago, ranting and raving, or whether it's in the future, like this is where my thoughts stem from. your
1: baseline. From.
0: Yeah, exactly. This is kind of the baseline of the thoughts that I have. This is as I as I've concluded. I need to work in line with these principles. Mm-hmm. Like anything I'm gonna do from here on out. This is. I wrote this down because I was like, if I'm gonna go work in somebody else's cafe, if I'm gonna go work at Fisher Ferry. Mm. I It only makes sense to do that if I get to celebrate coffee in the process, right? Because right. the question on the table was, am I going to – I'm going to go work in someone else's business rather than spend the same time in my – or on my business. Like my time is going to be limited. Why would I spend my precious time yeah. on someone else's business? There's got to be good reasons for it. And there were. There were good reasons. And but But part of thinking through that gave rise to this – Thought process of like, how do I really feel about coffee? Why do I think coffee is such an important part of what I would do in some other context? And it, and then I wrote this, and it was like, okay, mm-hmm. it's because <laughs> there's more to it. Uh, you know, it's because of what I've experienced. Yeah. It's because of what I believe. And so, whatever I'm doing in the future, mm-hmm. you'll find me living by these principles. Probably. Love that
1: for you. Love that for you.
0: That's Thanks, awesome. fam.
1: Yeah. You know where to find us on all of our socials. And you know how to rate and review us, too, Shh. if you like where we're headed in this direction. Hey,
0: you know, we'd love that.
1: We'd love that.
0: We'd love that. All right, well, we love you.
1: We'll catch you next time. Cheers. Later.